What's up, MMA fans? MMA dorks. This is the MMA Takes podcast. Welcome back. Or hello. I am your host with the most, Brian Petrie. This is actually the sixth MMA Takes podcast, if you can believe it or not. We have been through six of them already, including the one that I my fat fingers ruined. This is still six. We're counting it. Like always, we're going to go over the current news in MMA. I'm going to give you my betting lines for Cerrone, Yancey Medeiros this Sunday. I'm going to give you my hot take of the week, and then I'm going to give you my top five, and every show with the top five, top five worst trash talkers in MMA. The guys who are just complete garbage. But uh, I just want to give you a brief overview of what's going on this week. What what was what's going on through uh, through the old mind, my crazy mind. So uh, I bought some new some new stuff. I bought an extra microphone. I, I'm uh, going to get an audio interface, and that's the next step to getting guests on the show. I have a few guests that I that I have lined up. I have made some contacts. Um, I mean, don't don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be Dana White. But it's definitely some people that I would like to talk to and people that I think are extremely talented and uh, who are going to be fun on the podcast. And I can't wait. Hopefully that all plans out and we can get that going because uh, I'm sure you're tired of just hearing me talk. I'm sure you want another voice on here or someone to tell me to shut up. Come on. Come on here and tell me to shut up. So uh, we'll do that. We'll, we'll get it going. But uh, speaking about getting going, let's go ahead and jump into some current news. So the the topic that a, a lot of these MMA journalists, if that's what they want to call themselves, these fucking losers, that they've been talking about the most is CM Punk is returning in June or July. UFC is going back to Chicago. As everyone knows, CM Punk is from Chicago. There's been reports that he's going to return. He's going to fight Mike Jackson. If you don't know who Mike Jackson is, Mike Jackson was the guy that got smoked by Mickey Gall, and the winner of that fight fought CM Punk. And it turned out Mickey Gall is actually a pretty goddamn good fighter, and he smokes CM Punk. But, um, you know, I don't hate on CM Punk as much as all the other guys. I mean, listen, the guy turned down millions of dollars. He could have been a star in the WWE. He could continue to be a star over there if he wanted to. He walked away. He's like, I want to do MMA. Sure, he got smoked his first fight. He didn't look great. And it's it's easy to sit here and, and, and not do anything and laugh at him. Um and, you know, and I, I understand the MMA community is a little upset about how much he gets paid, but that's business. People forget that. That's, that UFC is a business. They sell tickets. And I was at CM Punk's fight in Cleveland, and there was a lot of CM Punk shirts there. I mean, the guy does business. He's a huge star. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But I don't hate him in MMA. I like that he's trying. I like that he's actually kind of gone quiet, doesn't tweet as much. I doubt there's going to be a documentary um, uh, of his training. I think he's going to stay quiet. Obviously, they'll promote him when the time comes. He'll sell out Chicago. It'll be a huge event. The UFC needs stars. I mean, Connor can't fight on every card. Rousey's gone. Don't know what happened to John Jones. We'll touch on that a little later. And uh, so they need somebody. And then, and then the the one that really is funny is. You know, Floyd Mayweather stepped in the cage a couple weeks ago, and these journalists, you know, blew a load in their pants because they're fucking losers. And so everyone's like, oh, I saw 20 articles. Oh, is Floyd Mayweather really fighting MMA? Well, we'll quit talking about it because he's not. So now the one is, is Floyd Mayweather going to fight CM Punk in MMA? Well, Floyd Mayweather is considerably smaller than CM Punk. So I don't know how that would go. But um, no. I mean, that would that would break the 
the, probably the pay-per-view record. As an MMA fan, a purist, someone who loves MMA, I don't really... I'm, I, I obviously wouldn't want that fight to happen because that's not like, you know, neither of these guys are like top of the food chain MMA. Um, they're not really mixed martial artists. You know, Floyd's an amazing boxer. I can't, I'll never take that away from him. He's one of my favorite boxers. CM Punk, a great professional wrestler, has the balls to step in the cage. I do not think uh, Floyd, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather will have the balls to step in the cage. But it's fun to, on a slow news week, to kind of talk about it. I mean, shit, I'm talking about it right now. But for these guys to hypothesize, yeah, I know big words. This this matchup is just ludicrous, and for like them to print it, and it's clickbait. That's what it is. It's clickbait. They'll never fight. Okay, CM Punk will come back. He'll fight Mike Jackson, who is a fighter slash MMA media guy, kind of a, a Swiss Army knife, kind of does it all. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't see that happening with uh, CM Punk and Floyd Mayweather. You know, maybe in another lifetime. And uh, the, uh, one of the current news is is we we'll to talk about it. the first time I think we we're talking about Bellator. Yeah, yeah, Bellator snuck in there right in the right in the current news tonight. I'm recording this on Friday, unfortunately, because I've had kind of a busy week. So this will be recorded and out the same day. Hopefully, I don't make any mistakes. So my editing process is a lot uh, sp- sped up a little bit. But uh, Bellator heavyweight tournament, the card is tonight. Obviously, the main event will be Roy Nelson versus Matt Mitrione. This is going to be a rematch. They fought, I believe they fought on an Ultimate Fighter finale. I know they fought on like a free card. I believe it was the main event or co-main event. And uh, Matt Mitrione took it on short notice and uh, got TKO'd by Roy Nelson. Um, and it was, I mean, it, it, it was what it was. I actually, actually, that was one of the first fights I really put a lot of money on. I put a lot of money on. Roy Nelson, he was the heavy favorite, so I didn't win a lot, but I just thought he was a bad matchup for Matt Mitchell. Matt Mitchell's so athletic and he's so talented and he's and he's and he's so talented with his hands. That first round, he's he's hard. He's a hard guy to get over. I mean, he's you know, he's just he's a tough guy, but his 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 consistency and in, in uh, you know, is, is not that great and his ground game's not that great. I mean, let's just dress the elephant in the room. I mean, Roy Nelson is a black belt. It's going to be hard to get Matt Mitchell down because he's so athletic. But if you get him down, then he's like a fish out of water. So um, I made some, I made a little change that night. But they're rematching tonight. Kind of an odd pairing. I, I, these two are, you know, if you look at them, they're the, probably the favorite to win. I think that's why they did it first because if they thought, okay, well, let's get this first round of the way. I think they don't think much of this fight, Bellator that is, because this – this would have been the finals, in my opinion. So they're doing it first round. Still could be because if Roy Nelson wins, King Mo might drop out. And then, I mean, I know there's an alternate here or there, but Matt Mitchell, I mean, if, if he loses a close decision or if he loses, I mean, why not step back in? But, that, again, that they would. I, I don't think they're, they've announced the brackets for the second round yet. Um, that's just something I heard. It probably is a fucking lie. Goddamn Ariel Hawani. But the tournament, I mean, it doesn't have – like, I mean, there's Fedor in it. They're, I mean, they're, uh, it's riddled with two of fivers. I mean, they probably want the finals to be like Chael and Fedor or something like that. I don't think that's going to be the finals. I understand why they're doing this first. I, I don't know if I'm going to bet on it yet. It's still pretty early here. Um, the fight's not for a couple hours, so the lines are still there. I do not know the lines. I'm assuming Roy Nelson will be the favorite. I bet you it's really close because Matt Mitchell has looked good in Bellator. I mean, he knocked out Fedor. Um, and Roy Nelson, I think, has that one win in Bellator over that uh, uh, the, the one gentleman who I do not know. He, his name is escaping me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll be watching. 
it doesn't have too much juice for me, but I'll be watching the fight. I guess I'm going to go with Nelson. I do think Matt, Matt Matron has gotten better. He's very, very athletic, but I just think it's a five-round fight. You're not getting Roy Nelson out of there. He looked in decent shape from the pictures I saw of him. Um, I, as best shape as big country can be in, at least. So give me Nelson money line. Um, if he's the over, if he's like two to one, I, I would stay away from it. But if he is, if the line's even, or if, even if he is the underdog because of Matt Mitchell knocking out Fedor, then I like Roy Nelson all the way. I wouldn't bet Mitchell. You don't know who which one's going to show up, so stay away from that. But that is tonight, so hopefully that'll be good. I'll be watching. And then uh, another little news story that broke this week is John Jones is having a hearing. His hearing was set. Not this week, but uh, it is set for the future. His lawyer came out and said that he is 95% sure that if the commission does the right thing, that John Jones should fight in 2018. You know, I, I know I, I'm going to give John the benefit of the doubt that he's not that fucking stupid to take steroids when you had such a microscope on you from coming back after all the shit you got into with popping for steroids after the OSP fight. You're in one of the most high profile profile fights of your career or in UFC career against the, the grudge match with DC. You had an amazing win and like John Jones fashion, he fucking let you down getting popped. You know, he got popped with something. It's like a creatine supplement that's banned. It's not really a steroid, but apparently gets cut a lot of times with cocaine and you know, Johnny bones Jones loves his Coke. So I do see that happening. Uh, that, that is probably true, but you know, the, the defense is he unknowingly took substance. He unknowingly jested it. Um, I think when you're a professional athlete and you're in your, in the position, John Jones is, I think you just cut out all supplements as a guy who's never, I, you know, I trained for a little bit and, you know, I'm not a high level athlete. I mean, at least some people won't call me that. I refer to myself as a high level athlete, but I, I never, I never saw the need of supplements. And I, I mean, I took a pre-workout and it kept me up for four fucking days. I, you know, there's there's athletes out there that don't take, take supplements. Francis Ngannou, for example, he doesn't take any because he's afraid he's to get popped. Ben Askren, I think he was on Rogan, said he took like takes a little bit of wheat protein. I could maybe misquoting him, but he said he doesn't really take much. And I'm sure that's with a lot of guys. A lot of guys probably don't take like a ton. I don't understand uh, how important it is to John Jones. I don't know if he did that so he can kind of have the excuse so he can do his cocaine and be like, well, wait a second, it's attained a supplement excuse. He last fought in July was his DC fight, so it hasn't been a full year yet. I mean, everything ever since he got suspended, it's been time served, so it's retroactive. You know, I I I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. Most of you won't know this, but I did uh, I did study law in uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's finest community college, Cincinnati State. Shout out Cincinnati State. Um, so I don't know. It, it, his defense is okay, but I don't know if that's going to hold up because this is like his third time. I think they're like, listen, Mr. Jones, you're making millions of dollars. You have all these people around you. It's probably smart to not take anything and not be a fucking idiot. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, just I don't think you need whatever you're taking to beat anybody. I think you're the best fighter in the world. What are you doing? What is you doing? I mean... I, I, how do the people around John Jones like let him do this? And and he's been really quiet on social media. He's post like the only thing he's posted on Instagram has been like him uh, working mitts in his garage, I believe, with uh, with Six Gun or maybe another guy. And then you got uh, and then you just you gotta love his 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 every tweet is you know religious based and and everything like that, which is fine. 
believe what you want, but make no mistake about it. Like we're not, we're not buying for it. We're not buying it. You said last time when you came out, you know, praising God and stuff like that, you said like, that was all fake and you're all fake about it. Like, what are we supposed to believe you now? I mean, cause you fucked up so many times you went on the press conference and said, you know, I'm a wild man. Don't expect me to be perfect or like that. And then like a week later we find out you get busted with steroids. I mean, the, the two of our division needs John Jones. The heavyweight division could use John Jones. I mean, DC's fighting Stipe. That should have been John Jones fighting Stipe. I mean, that, let's just be straight up. They had that plan. They had that planned out of John going out and fighting Stipe. I don't know if the Ultimate Fighter was going to be involved like it is now with DC and Stipe. But I mean, let's just. I mean, John Jones, get your shit together. I mean, I'm I'm quoting Daniel Cormier, aka the Vice Principal. DC or John Jones, get your shit together, man. I mean, come on. You could be the best fighter in the world. You're lucky you're young enough to be getting this shit in because, I mean, you could potentially be looking at four, eight years, and then your, I mean, then your career is kind of fucked. Your money's gonna run out. So, I mean, cocaine's hell of a drug, I guess. And the last little bit, I just added this. I didn't know if I really want to talk about it, but uh, Rashad Evans is coming out, and he was on the Arrow Hawani show, and I didn't listen to it. I just read it because I can't listen. I can't listen to that podcast. It's like ten hours long. He came out, and uh, Tyron Woodley is in a little bit of a, 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 a dust-up with uh, President Dana White. Apparently, um, Tyron said that his shoulder's all better, and he's ready to fight Nate Diaz. And he thinks that's like the money fight, because Nate Diaz has a name, which is an odd thing, because I think Nate Diaz is, is definitely a name, but I think he's only a name if he fights Connor. Um, I know hardcore fans love him. That's not a shot at Diaz. I just don't... You know, like when he when he main events or he's co made him again uh, against Rafael dos Anjos, how many people were really talking about him? I mean, not many. I mean, he got ran over, and I don't think Nate Diaz. He's been doing this so long. I think he's burned out. I think he only wants these super fights, and I don't think the time. I mean, first off, Tyron, the the if he fought Tyron Woodley, it shouldn't be for the belt. I'm getting off topic. Anyway, Rashad Evans basically was giving Woodley advice of not to go out Dana, not to beef with Dana because. When he was champion and when he was in his peak, he was beefing with Dana, and he said it, held, it took a year off. He, he either held out for a year, or you know, it just it just told on it, just weighed on him, and just don't even do that. You know, just you're the champion and go about your business. And I, I mean, I think that's solid advice. I mean, um, Tyron Willie's definitely headstrong. You know, he 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 gets a position, he gets he gets like that TNZ spot, which is really odd. You know, he talks about fighting celebrities or some shit like that. I don't really know what he does. Good marketing for him. Get his face out there. I mean, he's a handsome guy. He's well-spoken. Um, but he thinks everyone hates him. And he doesn't... He, it really upsets him that the fans don't like him and they don't appreciate his his fighting style. And I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the only time he's ever exciting is, is during his losses. I mean, he's, he, he's not the most exciting guy in the world. But I appreciate him because I think he's a very high-level athlete. I think he's very, very talented. But it's I hate when every time he fights and he gets booed, it's like I play the victim. Well, it's because you're playing the victim. I think if you went out there and even just went out there and just, you know, threw caution to win and, and just slugged it out, and even if you won or lost a draw or whatever, they're still going to boo you. You just got to kind of embrace that, you know? Um, I don't really think it's necessary your fighting style because Anderson Silva had boring fights. Anderson Silva fought Damian Maia very smart in Abu Dhabi. You know, he didn't he he didn't go to the ground with them. That was kind of a boring fight. But then he redeemed himself, you know, and he even came out and was like, listen, sorry, this guy's really good on the ground. I want to stay up. It was a really weird thing. He's like shouting at him because apparently Damian Maya grew up in like a rich part of Brazil, which I don't think exists, by the way. I mean, what's a rich part of Brazil? You got, you know, 
you know, uh, instead of having a t- hole in the ground for a bathroom, you have a toilet. I mean, is that the rich part of Brazil? Um, and then he had another dud against Talos Leitis because Talos Leitis was trying to take him to the ground too. So Anderson Silva's been in this situation. He's came back stronger. I think Tyron Woods just letting it into a, let it letting it affect him. He got a little beef with Dan Hardy, who I agree with. Dan Hardy is like, well, you know, you're blaming the fans, you're blaming all this. The only person not blaming is yourself. You got to act like a champion, accept the fights, and and, and then he, just fight. And he's not doing that. He's you know he's playing the victim. He's going everyone's against me. Dana's against me. He I don't I personally you know I know Dana's not the most trustworthy guy. I like Dana White a lot. I'm one of the few guys who are still still liking Dana White. Um, I know a lot of people. You know he flies out the handle, and a lot of a lot of media guys do not like him. I actually do like him. I think he uh, I think he's good for the sport. I don't think UFC is contacting him about Nate Diaz. I think he saw Nate Diaz want to fight in May and April, maybe even June. And there's a big card in June. I think Tyron Woodley is trying to make a fight happen for himself. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't care about that. Let him try to make a fight with the sub. I don't think that's the right fight. You got a guy named Colby Covington who's sitting number three calling you out. Former training partner who claims that he smoked you in training. You're not even acknowledging it, which is a weird thing because I think if you acknowledge it, grow that beef, that could be something where you make more money than the Nate Diaz fight. You know, are you taking the Nate Diaz fight because you think it's an easier fight because Nate Diaz is not a 170? You know, he's a, he's a, he's a 55er. He's a little thinner, but he's tall. And you're kind of a short, you're thick 170. I mean, what is it? You know, I, I I don't think Tyron Willie could have it both ways. I really don't. But he likes to. That's what he wants. He wants it both ways. You know, he wants to fight a boring fight and then get cheered. And then he doesn't want to fight anybody. He wants to fight super fights. He wants to, I don't know. I don't know what that guy's deal is. But I agree with Shaw. Why, you know, waste? don't waste your energy. Dana White's going to win. You know, Dana White's going to win this. So don't even argue with them. And that was tournaments. Now we come to the payoff. Now we come to the payoff. This one coming straight from out of the dance out. This one coming straight from out of the dance out. All right, let's jump into it. Let's get you guys some money. I'm not going to write a blog on this. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, if, if the podcast is growing, I, I've seen, the, I got a couple listens on SoundCloud. If the podcast is growing, then maybe I'll do some picks here for the smaller cards. Maybe I'll put it on print for the bigger cards. So I'm going to go over just my picks with the lines for uh, Cerrone Medeiros this Sunday. Not Saturday, this Sunday. So we'll start off with the main event, Donald Cerrone versus Yancey Medeiros. This is a really close line, um, surprisingly close. Yancey Medeiros beat Alex uh, Olvera last time. Basically, just outwilled him. I mean, Medeiros is tough as they come. Um, he, you know, he he was in, that was the fight of the night. He was in trouble a lot of that fight. Showed his heart. That was kind of a quick turnaround for War to come in right with Donald Cerrone. I know Durant, Donald Cerrone's coming off a pretty big loss himself with uh, Darren Till, but that was back in the summer, um, or I'm sorry, that was back in uh, was that September, November? I think November. So that'd be the fall. I don't know my seasons. I'm sorry, people. But Donald Cerrone is a uh, minus 150 favorite to a plus 130 Medeiros. You know, <clears throat> when a line is this close, I mean, taking a favorite is, you know, I don't mind it. Definitely if you throw them in a parlay, you're risking a lot in a parlay. You're going to win a lot, but you're risking a lot because the line is close. Vegas thinks this fight is a lot closer than it is. 
I don't see Yancey being able to take Donald Cerrone's shots. I think Donald Cerrone is so much cleaner, so much better than Yancey Medeiros. I think this is a slam dunk for Donald Cerrone. I don't think Yancey Medeiros has the power to hurt Cerrone. Don't think he has a jiu-jitsu to stand with or to even threaten Donald Cerrone. I just see this. I, I am so shocked that this fight is the way it is. Is is it's it's this close? I mean, put you know, put foreign bucks on Cerrone. You know, I'm, I might I might just dump my whole bank account on Cerrone if I'm being honest with you. Because I mean, it, 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 uh, what are you what are you doing, Vegas? Give me Cerrone. Put. Um, yeah, put four hundred dollars on it. I mean, you get a nice return on your change. You can add them to a parlay if you would like. But uh, with it this close, and I do think it's a slam dunk. So I think you, if you bet a lot of money, you're guaranteed that money. So minus one fifty. If you bet one hundred fifty dollars, you win one hundred bucks. So if you bet four hundred dollars, you're looking at you know I'm not a mathematician, but you're looking at right around three hundred, uh, three hundred dollars. Um, you're going to bet four fifty then if you if you want, and then just win four hundred dollars right there. You can almost double your money up. But I really like that. I really like that line. That's a sexy line. I might. Uh, I'm definitely gonna bet that. That's that's a great line for uh, Cerrone. Unless Vegas knows something about Cerrone's training camp or his health that I don't. Um, I think he is far better fighter than Yancey Medeiros. Then another, uh, the next fight, which actually surprised me a little bit, is Derek the Beast Lewis plus one twenty one over Tibura, who was a the favorite. Tibura last fight was a few months ago against uh, Fabricio Redoom. He went all five rounds. Looked okay. I mean, he's he's kind of the, you know, I know he trains at Jackson's, and he's uh, got a little bit of hype around him. Pretty good striking, kind of good everywhere. He doesn't scare me anywhere. But for him being the favorite is really weird, and that's a really weird line. I don't think Vegas knows exactly what to do with this fight because I don't think people really know what Derek Lewis is going to show up. Sometimes Derek Lewis shows up, he's the Black Beast. That's his nickname. That's what he is. And other times he shows up and he just he gasses and, and he gets hit to the body. And I'm sure that's going to be Tiberius' game plan. He's got decent kicks. Kick to the body. He's hurt Derek Lewis before. Um, Derek Lewis, is, I think, is a star on the rise. I think the heavyweight division needs Derek Lewis. His Twitter game's on point. His Instagram's on point. Um, and he's a, he's a funny guy. I think – and he's an intimidating guy. He's, he's a big, you know, scary-looking guy. I think he has a good look. I think he's hilarious. Give me Derek Lewis in this fight. Give me the under. I like this. I wouldn't put this on a parlay because, quite frankly, I don't know how good Tiberia is. I mean, he fought with Doom, who is, a, you know, number two, number one in the world. I mean – give or take so um he got dominated in that fight but it he he held in there enough he didn't get finished but uh i just like Derek lewis in this fight it's in i believe it's in austin texas Derek lewis is a houston boy i don't see Derek lewis lewis losing in texas i just don't see it so uh give me lewis in that plus 121 i would just go a hundred dollars Double your money. You could go two hundred if you want. I would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too scared of two hundred. But uh, I, just because Tiberius is a wild card, I don't know enough about him. I, I I've never really studied tape on him yet. But I did watch a few of his fights. I just think Derek Lewis can win this fight. I think he's more powerful. I think he's bigger. I think he can, he can get him down. As long as Derek Lewis doesn't gas, I'm glad this isn't a five round fight. So give me the Black Beast two hundred bucks. Next up, Jared Gordon is a minus two thirty five favorite against Diego Ferrara, who's a plus two ten. Um, I bet it against Jared Gordon. I uh, the last time he fought, I lost, 
And uh, he impressed me in that. He he marched forward. Nothing stopped him. He kept going. He's the heavy favorite in this fight. I like him in this fight. I typically don't, you know, for a two-to-one favorite, I, I kind of stay away from him. But I really do think this is my lock of the night. I think he's gonna. Um, I think he's gonna just overwhelm this guy and just and, and maybe not put him away because Ferreira, Diego Ferreira is tough, but definitely just march him down and just pound on him all night. It's gonna be easy night for Jared Gordon. Um, bet the house on him if you want. There's not a huge return. Definitely add him to a parlay if you're interested. Three, four fight parlay. Um, you would add him with another under, which would be my next fight. It's James Vick versus Tronaldo. I know Vic has been very vocal about wanting to be the main event. He's he wants to be the man and everything like that. But you know, I just don't see it. I think he's chinny. Um, I think Darius uh, Benil Darius knocked him out pretty convincingly, and I think ever since then he's been a little shaky. He's so big, he's so tall for that weight division. He could run away with this fight if he just jabbed Ronaldo. He keep running away. Ronaldo, it looks like the black dad from Friday. I mean, this guy's got the oldest face I've ever seen in my life. But I've always betted against him, and I've and I've lost. So um, he, he's coming off a fight with Jim Miller, Trinaldo. That is, uh, he looked okay. Um, Trinaldo usually wins in Brazil, but since this is a two to one. He's a big underdog. You get a good exchange of money. I would gamble here. Let's gamble, baby. Give me Trinaldo. Give me. Uh, give me the dad from Friday in this. I know Vic is has been preaching about what should have been the main event. I should have got a top five guy. I'm the top five guy. Blah blah blah. Show me. Go out there and stomp this dude that no one's been able to stomp. Everyone's just won a decision against him. If you finish Tornado, then you're you're gonna get some respect from me, um, and maybe I'll put you in the top five. So those are those are my bets right there. I could break down the whole card if I want. Um, I still have enough time. We're running out of time, people. But definitely. Definitely bet everything I just said. Jarek Gordon's a lock. Cerrone, a lock. Dump your house. Dump your mortgage. Put your car up. Cerrone ain't losing this fight. The line is crazy close. He is a slight favorite. Donald Cerrone all day. Let's go. So my hot take of the week is going to be a real quick one because we are running out of time. I still got my top five. I know you guys are waiting on that top five. So my hot take of the week is Tyron Woodley, who I just talked about in length earlier, he will defend his title at least two or three more times. He will come close to uh, GSP's streak of nine title defenses. And the reason I say that is because if if he gets what he wants and he fights Diaz and Diaz gets to jump the line and fight for the title, he's going to beat Diaz, right? And then what makes the most sense is for him to fight uh, Colby Covington. I think he beats Colby Covington. Colby Covington, I was high on Colby Covington, I, and, and I like Colby Covington. He's a good wrestler, but his striking looked really, really bad against Damian Maia. I mean, he got busted up. He looked good against Damian Maia. I just think Tyron Williams is too powerful. He's going to catch him. He's going to hurt him. So then there's that. I think there might be even a rematch with Diaz or a rematch with Covington. I don't think until Woodley gets to Darren Till, someone like that, that he's going to lose his butt. I think Darren Till is the next champion in that division. I think Darren Till is also a couple fights away from that. Um, I and uh, so that's kind of a that's my hot take of the week. It's Tyron Woodley's going to come close. He's at what three title defenses now? He beat Robbie Lawler, beat Stephen Thompson twice, and he beat um, he beat Damian Maya. So if you give him three more, that's six. So maybe he's not going to come too close. But I mean, six title defenses for a guy that no one really likes and thinks doesn't think it's all that good. He's going to do it because uh, 
like I said, he's probably not going to lose that belt until Darren Till gets there. But there's a lot of guys at 170 that are just animals right now. I love the 170-pound division, and and my guy at the top of all is Darren Till. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for that kid. But give me, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. And that's not that wasn't that hot take, hot of a take. Two or three more times, but you know anybody can say that. Darren Till, or I'm sorry, Tyron Woodley will defend his title at least four more times. So that'll bring him at seven. He'll get seven title defenses on division. That's pretty goddamn good. Pretty goddamn good. All right, let's end it with the uh, top five worst trash talkers in MMA. These guys cannot talk trash. They're the worst shit talkers, whatever you want to say. Um, these guys, every time they try to promote a fight, God love them, they are, uh, it's, it's torturous because they're just, that's not what they're good at. Just stick what you're good at. You know, number five, Luke Rockhold. I mean, Luke Rockhold, you're so, you're such a gorgeous guy. You're a pretty boy. Just don't do it. I mean, there was rumors when he was ready to fight Wyman that DC was writing his trash talk for him. Like, his his trash talk to Yo Romero was so bad. I mean, the guy has brimming with confidence. He's the most confident, you know, fighter there is. Is a little chinny. I think he's incredibly talented. I mean, I'm not going to knock Luke Rockhold. I just don't think he should talk. I don't think he should talk trash. I don't think his fight should get hostile. I think he needs to stay a little quiet. And, you know, let, let his fighter, fighting do the talking because you're not made for that. I wonder who got in his head and was like, you need to start talking shit to sell these fights. I get it. That's part of the game. That's part of the entertainment. It's part of the business. But not everyone does that. Luke Rockhold should not do that. Luke Rockhold is so good looking that he doesn't even have to talk. He'll sell a fight. Put him on a poster. Even when he doesn't fight, put that pretty fucking face on a poster and he'll sell a fight. Um it's so bad. It's so. I wish I could remember like a direct quote that he has said, but it's just torturous. And then when he's at the press conference, like Bisbing was talking circles around him, and it just keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like if you were undefeated and never lost, and you were just wrecking ball, and you did this trash talk, you might get away with it because you just say these things over and over again. Like I'm gonna destroy you. I'm the best in the world. You know. And he says it awkwardly. Then maybe. But since you've lost and you lost the Bisbang and, and you lost your title and stuff like that, you're an incredible fighter, Luke. Don't get me wrong. Just stand there and look pretty, okay? Maybe pop your shirt off at the press conference and just sit there. That's all you need to do. No more trash talking, okay? Someone, someone tell him no more trash talking. Number four, he's my guy. A lot of people are going to disagree with this because they do. I see on Twitter that they actually think he's a good trash talker. But Dominic Cruz is, is just complete garbage. Um, it, you know, it's just he's corny. It, I mean, it's the perfect word for Dom Cruz. He's just corny. He's a corn boy. He's a dork. You know, it's just it's not what he's made for. He's one of my favorite fighters there is to watch. I absolutely love watching Dominic Cruz fight. I think he's one of the most talented guys I've ever stepped. I think he's kind of changed the way people look at footwork and pe- the way people look at uh, MMA striking because I think he is unbelievable. I really, really do. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about him tra- uh, his shit talking, and it's so bad. He, it's just, it's brutal to watch. They do the, you know, he's been on this like media tour lately. You know, he was supposed to fight Jimmy Rivera, broke his arm. So then he's like, you know, he's, he's kind of going on his podcast and, and he was on Rogan and it's just like, he's just, he's very headstrong and he's very smart and he's very, very intelligent. But the part of his brain that, that, that is where you can run your mouth is just, it doesn't work. It's broken. And someone just sit him down like, Dom, just just fight. Just break down the fights and, and be very analytical and be, be very smart. But let's not let's not talk trash. You know, the, the I can I just picture the Cody Garbrandt exchange 
where him and Cody Garbrandt were like on live TV going back and forth talking about each other's ties and and whatnot. I mean, it's just, it's just bad. And then and then the ESPN interview where like Cody got up and tried to like walk through the other door. Uh, and it's just it's just um, it's bad. And speaking of Cody Garbrandt, he's my number third guy. God, Cody, another good looking dude. He's got a great look about him. He is, he's, he's not the smartest man. I don't know Cody. He's an Ohio guy. I support him. He's not the smartest man. He's a very entertaining fighter. I love the dancing with Dominic Cruz. I think that's all cool. But when, I mean, there's literally a YouTube video of like cringe trash talking in MMA and, and Cody Garbant's on it like 10 different times. I mean, it's, uh, it's bad. I mean, the guy is a hothead. He's not very smart. And I don't think he's the best trash talker. Again, so much to tell him. Like, listen, he sells fights. He can do whatever he wants. He's a he's a big boy, but he's just a cornball. He's just he's just. I mean, when you look at Connor, who's just effortless, and Michael Bisming, who's just effortless with this, and they don't write anything down and do anything. I think like Cody Garbrandt probably drove to the Ultimate Fighter gym when he was co- uh, coaching and was thinking of things to say to TJ. Like that 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 really happened. And then, you know, he shoved Connor before, and it's just, he's a hothead, you know? Stick to the hothead stuff, hothead stuff. You don't need to be this trash talker because you're not, you know? But I love you, Cody. And number two, Ken Shamrock. Oh, Ken Shamrock. Not the smartest man in the world. I think the, I think the steroids just, just ate away at his brain. One of my favorite seasons was the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he was just, you know... This wasn't. This has nothing to do with trash talking, but he's like, you know what, guys, we're gonna we're gonna kick back today, have a relaxing day, just go put some fights on, you know, just whatever. And all these guys are sitting around, like, uh, you know, I need to cut weight, I need to train. He's like, nah, just take a load off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and put some fights on. He puts his fights on, and him and his his, his uh, conditioning coach, who's a bodybuilder, are sitting there watching the fights with their fucking, you know, might as well have their dicks out. To be honest with you, but uh, that was one of the best entertainment I have ever seen. Good old Kenny Shamrock. Um, but he is number two. He is absolutely dreadful. And then number one, I got to speed this up. I'm looking at the time. We're at 33 minutes. Yikes. Number one, Tito Ortiz. Awful, awful, awful. He kind of set the precedent of, of shit-talking MMA, unfortunately. But um, he never evolved, and it became worse and worse and worse. He... I, I maybe should switch it. It should be Ken Shamrock or T- Ken Shamrock should be number one because Tito Ortiz talked circles around Ken Shamrock. But Ken Shamrock had like the intensity and he had the WWE sell attitude. Tito Ortiz does not. And he put, put corny T-shirts on and, and you know, just say whatever, spews whatever comes out of his mouth. And he still does that. It's still cringeworthy. Oh, it's awful. So that is it. I'm going to wrap this up. This is podcast number six. Remember, stay tuned for the next podcast, maybe the podcast after that. We'll see how things shake out, but I should have a guest. I will tweet it out. Remember, as always, MMATakes.com, at MMATakes on Twitter, and we're out.